This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. sick one under weather hopefully you can't tell too much of my voice you know maybe i sound like cooler maybe you prefer this maybe i'll be sick all the time welcome to the mma takes podcast i'm doing it early this week i want to um there's no ufc this weekend there is bellator but uh came off a crazy ufc weekend two ufc fight nights that were better than the pay-per-view in my opinion and I uh, just want to get early, get on the grind, you know, even though I'm, I'm sick, nothing's stopping me. I'm still talking that nonsense, still talking that bullshit, UFC stuff, MMA stuff. So the show is basically going to be me probably rambling. I'm a little, um, I guess, sinusy. I'm on sinus medicine. So if you listen to this back, episode 16, I might want to put like the flu episode, you know, like Michael Jordan's flu game. I know I don't have the flu, but, you know, it sounds better than sinus. You know, I feel like I have the flu. I do not feel well. I know I'm sure you're probably like, okay, we get it. You're sick. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. for me, even talking in this microphone and getting myself out of bed. I mean, I went to work this morning and even getting myself out of bed was an achievement alone. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't want to be called a hero, but, you know, the shoe fits where, right? No. So we're going to go over everything that happened in Atlantic City. Um, some of my predictions came right, some of my predictions came wrong. We're going to briefly talk about Bellator. There's only really two fights that are worthy of talking about. We'll hit you up with some news. There's been some news this weekend, um, some news this week that broke about upcoming fights. You know you know the deal. And then I got a fire top five at the bottom of the show. Um, it's going to be a little controversial because I know a lot of people are going to disagree with the list. But, uh, yeah, well, it's my podcast, so go fuck yourself. Let's jump right in. Let's get over the uh, Atlantic City results. Great card. I really enjoyed the card. It was a late card. I stayed up and watched the entire event. Again, not a hero, just a father of a 10-month-old. But, um, yeah, it was, I mean, a a couple fights were a little, you know, not what I expected. But um, everything seemed really good. I, I... Love the main event. We'll start there. Kevin Lee could have been more wrong about Kevin Lee in this fight, by the way. Uh, I predicted that he would gas, and I predicted that he would lose. I, I thought Edson Barboza was going to win. Barboza, it, it's almost like the Gaethje, man. He came out. He took this fight. You know, He got smalled by Khabib. I didn't think Kevin Lee could do that to Barboza because Khabib is on a different level. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Kevin Lee came out. He looked good striking. I mean, his hands look better than I've, I've seen him before. He looked strong. He looked big. I know he missed weight, but by like a pound, did not get tired. His his top pressure was unbelievable. He got caught by a wheel kick by Edson. Edson was in the fight the whole time, in my opinion. I mean, he didn't give up. But uh, Kevin Lee looked really good. He looked like the guy that deserved the title shot against Ferguson. And I kind of shitted on him last podcast saying he's not going to last five rounds. He's going to get stopped. Um, besides that wheel kick, man, he, uh, he was in control of the whole fight. He looked great. He looked strong. He looked big in there. He looked fast. His stand-up looked good. I mean, his chin's questionable. He's been hurt in fights, but he recovered well. I mean, he was on drunk legs, like chicken legs, like drunk girls in heels on ice legs. It was it was pretty bad, but he recovered, and he, and, he, and he fought back. So I was really impressed with him. He got a fifth-round TKO stoppage. Barboza got his face lumped up a little bit, got a nice little cut above the eye. 
Barboza, I think he needs to change some stuff up. I don't think what he's doing is working. He, I mean, he was dangerous. I mean, he's dangerous standing up, but he he moves back constantly. His leg kicks got taken away the minute you if you go southpaw or if you put a lot of pressure, you take his kicks away. He does have a pretty sick wheel kick, but I mean, a lot of people see that coming. I mean, Kevin Lee had it blocked. It just hit the top of his head. It hit his equilibrium and, and threw him off. But I don't think Barbara Zinni needs to maybe switch camps, but I think he needs to maybe switch uh, what he's doing. Um, I know he's tough to take down, but he needs to work on getting back up as opposed to just, okay, I'm tough to take down, getting back up. He's not a killer off his back by any means. But uh, Kevin Lee, color me impressed. He might be the guy that might give Khabib some fits. Um, I know it was Gaethje, but you can't give Gaethje a shot. I, I said it was Gaethje with one and two with the pressure and his his counter-wrestling. But Bar, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, Kevin Lee's got some impressive wrestling. He looked really good. Um, I, I, I wouldn't mind a Kevin Lee Khabib fight. I mean, if that makes sense. Dustin Poirier, I think, maybe is, is ahead of Kevin Lee a little bit. And really, and, and Khabib kind of made a statement today about the uh, Q, as they call it, the the line of well, uh, lightweight contenders. And he's basically, you know, get in line. I'll, I'll fight you all one-on-one or one-by-one. So, I mean, Poirier first, then Lee. But, I mean, if Poirier is not ready, it really depends how the timetable and, and matches up. I wouldn't mind, because Khabib's going to be wiped out all summer. I wouldn't mind seeing a Kevin Lee, Dustin Poirier fight sometime midsummer. I think that'd be that'd be interesting. And then maybe fight Khabib in November. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Co-main event, Frankie Edgar versus Cub Swanson. Fight I wasn't psyched about. A, a rematch I thought didn't need to happen. Kind of came together short notice. Frankie wanted to get right back in there after getting stopped. Looked great. Looked vintage Frankie. I thought he was going to. Did not take... I don't know if he even got a takedown, but he looked good boxing. Cub looked good too. Cub is more of a pot shotter, so if you put a lot of combinations on him, you're, you're, you're going to win that fight. He's got awkward movement. Um, but he looked okay. I mean, Cub looked all right. Cub looked better than than I than I thought. This fight wasn't the you know it wasn't the barn burner. It wasn't you know back and forth. The third round was pretty good. Uh, Cub landed some shots on Frankie. Frankie took it well. Frankie went through some shit, man. He lost his dad the week before the fight. His grandpa the week of the fight. You know, it's his hometown fight. He just got knocked out. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. I can, you know, I can. I don't can't relate to it, but I mean, I can imagine what the hell he was going through. That's that's tough stuff, man. Um, but he looked good. He looked like Warriors always said he's not. It was a big statement fight for him. I'm proud he got that off the uh, his monkey off his back. Kind of called for the Ortega Holloway fight. Sure, I mean, there's not a ton of guys right there at the top of 45. I wouldn't, you know, I think Mokano might be a better option for Frankie. Uh, Frankie wants to stay a little active. I mean, the the Holloway Ortega fight got booked. That was one of the things I'll talk about. We'll talk about that lawyer. But um, I mean, he called for the winner of that fight, sure. Um, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? It's Frankie. I mean, he's, he's he has, I mean, he gets the title shot like every year, I feel like. But he deserves it. You know, he looked good. Uh, a fight, a rematch that I didn't think needed to happen and a little bit of a forgettable fight. Justin Willis versus Chase Sherman was the next fight. Um, good first round. Chase Sherman got rocked a bunch, came forward. Willis slowed down. You know, um, neither of these guys impressed me a lot. Uh, Justin Willis is very dangerous in the first round. He obviously slowed down. He's got that bigger Roy Nelson-type body. But uh, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good against Shea Sherman. Shea Sherman showed his chins a little better than I thought, I guess. I mean, he took some big shots. He got wobbled a lot, but he, he was in there. He was a gamer. Tough guy. 
neither of these guys really moved the needle for me at heavyweight. Um, maybe Justin Willis. I, I really want to see him what, who he's gotten and uh, and what's what's next for him. I I personally don't know, and uh, we'll see. But yeah, I'm not like I'm not knocking down the doors to see this guy fight. And just to finish up the card, um, Aljamain Sterling versus Brett Johns. I was excited about that fight. Went kind of how I thought. I thought there might have been a little more gra- uh, grappling transitions. Brett Johns, um, he just got out out positioned. Essentially, Aljamain was more of the stronger, bigger wrestler. Entertaining fight. I think both kids have a uh, well. Brett Johns and Aljamain both have an upside. Aljamain called out Dominic Cruz. I think that's like probably absolute worst matchup for him. But uh, uh, let's see if he gets it. Dan Hooker. He kicked off the card, looked amazing against Jim Miller. Ever since coming up to 155 pounds, hookers looked good, knocked uh, Jim Miller out with a knee. Kind of called for, on Twitter, I kind of called for Jim Miller's retirement. He posted on either Instagram or Twitter that he's going to go hunting, he's going to have a beer, and he wants to fight in July. So, obviously, that's uh, that's not going to happen. Him not retiring. I mean, the the undercard, I mean, Tony Martin got a win, unforgettable win. Uh, Corey is from Patrick Cummins, boring fight. Sahar Badozara got that uh, body kick knockout against Lauren Chagas. Uh, a good win for Ciar, but, I mean, I want to uh, fight someone and fight, fight good competition. I mean, you take eight months off, and then you fight like a nobody, and then you call for, like, a top-five opponent. Like, I think you'll, I think Ciar is going to get a rude awakening once he starts cracking that top Top eight, even at welterweight, um, and then I mean the, the the fight everyone needs to talk about the fight that everyone is it, it probably stole the show. Ricky Simon versus Mob Dafa Shashili. I had Marab winning as an under. I thought he won the fight. I thought it was going a three round decision. At the end of the third round, the ref decided that Marab was being was choked out, was unconscious. He was kicking his legs, and I think after the bell rang, Ricky Simon, or excuse me, they pronounce it Simone, but if your name is Ricky Simon and you want me to pronounce it Simone, go fuck yourself because I'm not doing it. Your last name is Simon. Anyway, Simon got up, pointed to Rob, and Rob said something, and then the and then the doctors made him stay down, and then the doctors and, and, and the refs and the commission decided that he actually got choked out, that he didn't win a decision. He put that funny-looking hat on. He got his Georgian flag, and he was running around the octagon like he thought he was. I guess no one had told him. And then they announced it as a as a third-round TKO. I had some money on that fight. Um, poor me. That's right. Poor my wallet. That would have been a nice one. He was an underdog. Not a huge under, but he was an under. That's two fights in a row now where, where it's been a little controversial from Rob. He lost a split decision to Frankie Signs. A lot of people think he won. This fight, he had in the bag. He got caught with it. I think he was in that choke for like 50 seconds, a deep, deep sit-out guillotine, um, one-arm guillotine on top, and he kicked his legs to, to, to show that he was okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the rule book is. I thought that Marab should have won the decision. Um, it's not like if you get a cut in the final 10 seconds and the doctors, after the fight's over, the doctors go and checks your cut and says, oh, your cut would have stopped the fight. You don't lose the fight. Um, Marab was kicking his legs. He responding to responding to the ref and 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 Simon's whatever he said to him. So kind of an odd finish. One of the wackier finishes in MMA. I don't have an MMA rule book in front of me. I you know I'm not part of the commission. I don't know the the ruling on that. But as a as a fan who's seen a lot of MMA, I would definitely uh, probably want that to Marab. Marab, take it to the cards. Take it to the fucking cards. Overall, a good good uh, main card. The prelim card. Besides the Marab fight, struggled a little bit. 
But uh, the main event was made up for it. It was a very exciting main event. Kevin Lee impressed. Colored be impressed with Kevin Lee. So uh, there's going to be a little, I believe the next UFC is May 12th. So we get uh, a couple weeks off here. There's a Bellator this weekend. We'll we'll jump into that. Mir, Frank Mir versus Fedor Emelianenko. Fight that should have happened maybe 12 years ago, 10 now it's happening now where both guys are kind of like, uh, you know, not in their prime and not the best heavyweights in the world. But I guess, uh, you know, it's better than late than never or whatever they, whatever they say. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm excited a little bit. Uh, anytime Fedor fights, that, that little kid in me in 2003 gets really excited, you know, thinking about how big of a destroyer he was and how exciting he was and and how there's always something in a Fedor fight. uh Hasn't fared well in Bellator. I think his last Bellator fight, he got knocked out by Matt Mitrione, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know what's good. I don't know what Frank Mir is going to show. Frank Mir, you know, either he's going to come in, clinch, I take Fedor down. I don't know if it's going to be possible. I see Fedor smacking Mir up and maybe falling to the ground, kind of like a Redoom thing. I see Fedor winning either way. Um, Frank Mir looked in horrible shape when they announced the fight. And then I have since seen pictures of him and videos of him currently where he's a week, or, week out from the fight and he looks much better, thankfully. But, you know, he's one of those guys that kind of yo-yos in between. I don't know if he's still on TRT. Don't know his deal. Um, I'm excited because it's Fedor, but I've been way more excited this fight happened 10 years ago. And the only other thing on Bellator, I really want I mean, the thing about Bellator is they don't have a deep roster yet. So, you know, good main event. And then they got Dylan Dennis. Who is Conor McGregor's jiu-jitsu coach or Conor McGregor guy? You know he's a jiu-jitsu player. He is world-renowned, world-class, and he is making his MMA debut. Um, I mean, again, I don't know what this guy has. I mean, obviously he's gonna come in and, and try to take him down. He's been training with Conor since the first Nate Diaz fight, I think, maybe the second Nate Diaz fight. He's been with him for a few years now with uh, SBG. So hopefully they work on his striking. I know he trains that. He lives in New York, so he trains out in New York. Um, I, I, I mean, besides Phil Watt, I don't know who is, uh, that's my dog shaking because apparently that's what he does. Um, besides, I don't know who a striking coach would be in New York unless they're flying out Owen Rowdy, but, uh, I, I doubt that's the case. You know, Owen's probably glued to, uh, Conor McGregor's hip when, when, when you know, at his becking call. But, I mean, we'll see what he has. Connor might be there. I mean, that might be for Bellator. That might be good for Bellator to have him in the crowd. Uh, I believe Dylan Danis uh, was the one who posted the bond for Connor at the courthouse, is what someone reported when he got uh, with the whole Dolly incident. Not sure if the, how accurate that is, but um, that's a good friend. That is a good friend, I tell you. I, uh, I've had some uh, issues when and friends helped me out, too, so... If one of those friends that bailed me out before, I would definitely uh, go to the fight. So we'll see. I know it's across the world, though. But uh, Connor's got a private jet. Let's see if he does it. But uh, and then you know that. So that's that's it for this weekend. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to be long winded on Bellator. There's really only two interesting fights. I think people are really are moving the needle for. Um, and I mean, other news. And we'll we'll get to some news here. Uh, a real heavy heavy blow. Um, Santiago Ponsonibio had a pullout against uh, Kamara Usman in Santiago, Chile, I believe, May. I want to say 19th. Could be wrong, but uh, I was really looking forward to that fight. That was a, 
I thought the winner of that fight was going to fight the winner till Thompson, then get a title shot. I, I really doubt they're going to find a replacement that early for, um, and it's less than a month away for Usman. I mean, they could. Usman's a tough out. I, I do believe that a ton of people don't really want to fight the guy. But um, I, I don't know who they're going to get. Sihar, Badarazara. That fuck who fought, uh, you know, he just came off a big knockout win, didn't really get touched, didn't really get hit. The guy's constantly got some kind of issue. I believe him and Usman used to train together. So uh, now he's at now he's at uh, Greg Jackson's, and he was a Florida guy for a long, long time. But uh, we'll see if he steps up and fight Usman. I doubt he will. Uh, it it take a lot of balls for a 170-pounder to step up and fight Usman. He's just a bad matchup. He's big, he's strong, he doesn't get tired, he hits hard. Um, he's a little unorthodox with his with a stand up, and uh, but he's not really a guy like that's gonna like crush you on top. But he's just a position, and he's just strong at what he does. And uh, he hasn't met his equal yet. There's not anybody that's really challenged him too much. Taking that fight on uh, a month's notice is really, really, really tough fight for anybody. So I doubt we're gonna get anybody worth noting. But I was really looking forward to that Santiago uh, Ponsonibio fight. That was like kind of like you know I think he's he's pulled out of, of fights before he's not the most active fighter he gets injured a lot I think kind of like you know you're you're getting back you know you're back in the line if you can't make weight if you can't make the fight you get to the back of the line I mean we can't have an injury prone champion again we can't have a guy that's gonna sit out so uh, <clears throat> that was a huge disappointment but that's MMA you know what are you gonna do and then uh, Max Holloway Brian Ortega is officially booked I believe it's the DC uh, Stipe card, July 6th or 7th, International Fight Week, UFC 226. I could be wrong about that. But they announced that. That's official. They also announced Ngannou versus Derek Lewis, which a lot of people are excited about. I am, however, not. You know, Derek Lewis, I mean, I, I think he's a great personality. I don't know what he's going to really do to Ngannou. I think sometimes he kind of freaks out when he gets in a cage, talks that good game, and then kind of freezes and Ganyu is going to come out. I mean, this is a, I, I my prediction is this is the best Ganyu you're ever going to see without question. He's going to be angry, he's going to be looking to kill. So Derek Lewis must have a great game plan. I, I mean, I, I can imagine Derek Lewis must be trying to take him down. Obviously what Stipe did. You bet your ass Francis is going to work on that. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm not like pumped for that fight. This card turned out to be insane though. I'm 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 quickly quickly going to try to book tickets and go i don't care if i gotta go by myself i just want to go and then holloway ortega to me is is unbelievable i love that matchup i love that fight interesting guys interesting styles kind of the new guard at 145 max has been around for a while but he, he no one's beating him and i don't see anyone beating him um ortega i think has the best shot at 145 i don't think anybody else i think this is going to be a classic trilogy fight they're going to fight three times and um, but this first one, obviously, I I have to really think about it and go over. And you know, I don't I don't take my picks lightly. But I mean, off the top, I would imagine that Max is going to be the favorite, and I think Max should win. I think he has uh, better movement, better striking. Ortega. The one thing that scares me about Ortega is he has said numerous times, "I don't have a game plan. I kind of go in there and I feel fighters out, and then I and I and I get the you know, and then I implement it from there." He's been losing fights until the third round. Like he was losing the Clay Guida fight. It was close. He was losing it. the Morcano fight. He was letting Morcano get back in that. He definitely dropped the first round. Cub Swanson was doing pretty good against him. I mean, shit, it's worked so far. He's undefeated. But I think when you when you come across a guy like Max Holloway who was so well-prepared 
and ready to go all five rounds, and he's in your face, and he's so well-rounded that 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 style where you're not going to, you know, kind of prepare for anything, you're just going to fight your fight, it might not work out so well. You know, that's me saying that considering Ortega's fucking undefeated. But what are you going to do? I that's, that's, just, that's what I think. I think Ortega, and that could be all bullshit too. He might have just, he might have, oh, wow, he might have just... He might be saying that, and, and other fighters are thinking that too. Like, this guy has no game plan. This guy's just going to go out there and wing it. You know, he thinks his skills are, may- oh, man. Maybe Brian Ortega's like a genius, and he just he just mind-fucked all of us. Another little bit of news is, dis- disappointing news, is Greg Hardy apparently has been signed to do Dana White's Tuesday Night Fights, or, yeah, Tuesday Night Fights. I, I, don't, I don't like this guy. I think he's a fucking piece of shit. I, th- I don't think he deserves to... Be in uh, the UFC, anywhere near the UFC. I think he, um, I mean, how many times did he get busted for smacking up his woman or a woman? I don't know if it was the same woman. Drugs, everything. I mean, if the guy got kicked out of the NFL and decides to go fight. Oh, I have an anger problem, I have a drug problem. Oh, MMA is the best place to go. No, I think he needs to, hopefully the UFC matches him up against a real solid pro and the guy fucking knocks his head off. I, I can't stand this guy. I really can't. I, I don't have any tolerance for people like him and then he's kind of doing the whole I'm you know like feel bad for me type deal like you you flush down multi-million dollars contract for the Cowboys or for or, or for whoever in the NFL because you couldn't control yourself and you couldn't keep your hands off a goddamn woman and now he's getting this opportunity um I mean listen I know I'm talking about it people are talking about it I've seen articles about it not a lot of people are, are very psyched that this guy's coming in um, I'm definitely not psyched. I, I, on previous podcasts, I even said I would love to fight him, and I would. I think I, I think I would, I would, I would put this guy away in one one round. I know that sounds like tough guy talk stuff like that. I've seen him fight. I think he's complete garbage. I think he has no no point of being anywhere near the UFC. Um, it's 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 gimmicky. It's gonna be you know he he's a big name, obviously, athlete from the NFL, and I know they have a lot of guys in the UFC. And I was like, oh, I put in the NFL. They went to, you know, they were three days in a training camp and then went and got cut in Arena Football League. Like, sure, you played in the NFL, but this is a guy who who didn't leave the NFL because he didn't have any more. He left the NFL because he's a fucking moron that um, can't control himself, and he's a child. So I, I'm not happy about it. I, I think the guy is an absolute joke. I hope he gets destroyed. I hope he shits his pants uh, in the cage because it's live, and they drag him out of the cage and his career is over. Um, you don't get second chances with me, with me if if you if you hit up a woman. Not to mention if you hit up a woman multiple multiple times, you, you just don't get a second chance with me. I think I think you're a piece of shit. I think you'll always be a piece of shit. And uh, hopefully the UFC does something right and they and they give him a, a, a complete nasty heavyweight that's you know I don't have anyone on the tip of my tongue that uh, they could fix him up against. But I mean, if you go to Greg Hardy and watch his MMA fights, he's fighting slubs. He's fighting these fucking jokes. I mean, I could talk about all day about this guy. I just have no, I have no patience for it. I, I, I get worked up thinking about it. Um, UFC is better than that. And um, again, they're, it, it's a needle mover. They're trying to, they're trying to get, um, they're trying to get views, and they're trying to get. And the guy has a name, so I get it. But um, it, it, it's something I'm not happy with. Um, I, I, I probably won't watch it. I'll try not to watch it, and then uh, I'll, I'll see the results. And hopefully, the, when I read the results, it's uh, him getting knocked the fuck out. So. That's really all the news. Um, I have all the, the things. I got a couple of things I want to end the show with. Obviously, we have that top five coming up. 
that is along the lines of uh, what I just talked about, Greg Hardy. But um, as you know, I, I've, I've spoken several times on this podcast about how I want to grow the podcast. I want to try to make it the best I can. One thing, I need to blog more. I need to, I need to update the website more. I have like a whole notepad in my phone of ideas that aren't really current event related. I could just write them anytime, just stupid articles about whatever. But um, I, I need to do that more. I need to find time doing that more. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy, I take my shot. You know, I've been, I've been prowling and searching for um, anybody press related for the UFC. I finally got a nibble. I filled out uh, a press application. They, they, they responded well to it. Um, they, I have uh, access to the press border, which means I can apply for credentials. Now, meaning am I going to get credentials? I don't know. I thought once my application got uh, accepted, I was going to be um, – I thought I had uh, opportunities to be credentials, but you have to apply. I'm learning as I go, but you have to apply for every single event. I've applied to a couple events, haven't heard back yet. Um, This actually most recent Bellator event is in Rosemont, Illinois. It was basically Chicago. It's about four or five hours away from from Cincinnati. And I, I, uh, on last Monday, I sent my application in the Bellator. And Bellator does a little different. Kind of got to send a letter to, you know, from your editor, which is me. I'm the only one, you know, I run the website. This guy, this gentleman from Bellator, emailed me back and said, hey, listen, we would love to accommodate you. Unfortunately, all our spots are booked. You know, they only have limited space for, you know, journalists to sit cage side or sit wherever in press row. But he said, listen, you know, here's, you know, we want you to come to the media events. We want you to come to this. He gave me all locations. Super nice guy. I think that's, uh, that's oh, another step we need to take in this uh for this website, I mean, you know, ask. It starts with me going to an event. It starts with me asking a question. It starts with me forming relationships, and then you know, getting more content for the website, more content for the podcast. The website's been lacking a little bit because I've been focusing all my energy on the uh, on the podcast. I still would like to bring on another writer, obviously a guy that um, or a girl that um, that just writes a little different than me. I have some ideas. You know, I don't have a ton of. Uh, friends around me. I have one, but I don't know if you would want to do it. Um, that would really write and, and 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 enjoy it. You know, I don't want it to feel like a chore. I want it to feel like it's fun. So uh, that that's where I'm at right now. I want to kind of give you. You know, this has been weeks in the making of the whole press thing, and I think that's. I mean, obviously, to get legitimized in uh, in the MMA game is to, is to get credentialed. And I think there's. I mean, every press conference I watch, there's always some fucking asshole standing up that I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea where he's from. And uh, a lot of my buddies, when I told them, I said, they're like, wow, it must be really easy to get press credentials. And, it, I mean, it's not. I'm assuming I, I definitely got accepted into the press portal, which allows me to get press releases and allows me to um, apply for credentials. Now, obviously, they're going to go through, you know, what I do and followers list and everything like that. And hopefully, you know, I can get to, you know, a smaller card and, and, and start that way. Wh- whatever it takes, you know, is uh, whatever it takes is MMA takes po- uh, motto. See what I did there. So uh, that's just a, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to I'm trying to get this thing going. This is a passion of mine. I love doing this. I could talk about MMA for you know the rest of my life. Honestly, it's a uh, it's ever it's it, sports that keeps you on your toes and, and and it's a sport full of disappointment and also a sport full of incredible highs in my opinion. So um, part of that journey would be getting media credentials so hopefully that's that's something in the past i got a good i got the email from the gentleman of bellator i know a lot of their shows upcoming shows are definitely west coast and even in europe obviously i pay for my own travel 
So that would uh, that would that wouldn't be too beneficial for me. But if they come anywhere in my radius, you know, I, I plan on going. I plan on and uh, don't be surprised if you see a real handsome son of a bitch at a at one of the press conferences asking a question. And then uh, the final two things here, um, my hot take of the week. I tweeted this out. Uh, I had a buddy comment on Twitter, and then I had another person, random person, comment, send me a message, and told me I'm a complete fucking idiot. And then. A buddy of mine texted me and was like, uh, I don't know if that's true. So I said I could beat Patrick Cummings in a boxing match, right? I think if Patrick Cummings and I are sparring or boxing however many rounds, I think I could beat him. And I know that's such a meathead fucking thing to say. But listen, I don't. Th- I think the guy's stand-up is terrible. Now, in an MMA match, in a wrestling match, the guy beats me, right? Takes him down. He's a, he's a phenomenal wrestler. He's tough as shit. He's got good jiu-jitsu, got good chokes. I'm sure he's strong. But um, pure boxing, I think his hands are a little weak. And I tweeted that out. Obviously, anytime you say you can beat any professional fighter when you're not one, you get backlash, and rightfully so. I would prefer people not to do that. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I don't know if that's true. I don't think I'd ever be able to find out. I know uh, I'm sure Patrick Cummings, if he, if he saw that or heard that, would, would love to invite me out to uh, – wherever he trains at so he can put hands on me. But, um, no, I, I stand by that. I, I really do believe that his hands are are not that great, and I have trained with some professionals, and uh, I think I'm okay. I think I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right. And the problem is is I can say this all day long, and, and no one no one's going to believe me because I have no proof, and, and uh, he's a professional fighter, and obviously everyone's going to lean towards him, and, and they should. But uh, all I'm going to say is I think I surprise some people. I'd surprise you. So that's the hot take of the week is I could beat Patrick Cummings in a boxing match. Um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, four people, one stranger. Didn't take too kindly to it. But hopefully Patrick Cummings hears that and he comes on the podcast and he wants to discuss. Seems like a fun guy. He's got a fun mustache. And we'll end the show with the top five, as we always do, everybody. Since Greg Hardy is such a piece of shit, I want to end the show on the top five biggest pieces of shit in, to fight, ever fight MMA. Disclaimer, this is going to be the guys who have fought either in Strike Force or UFC, mainly in the UFC. I know there are a ton of amateur and semi-pros and professionals that never made it to a level that are complete and utter pieces of shit. But um, I had to go mainstream. I had to go guys that are that are talked about who are seen. So we're going to go with number five, Jeremy Jackson. Uh, this guy, actually, yeah, we'll go with, no one on number five, Hermes Franca. Hermes Franca, longtime veteran, longtime UFC vet, beat Nate Diaz early in his career, used to dye his hair blonde, was um, 155-pounder, I believe he went to 45 in his career, owned a school in uh, in somewhere in Florida, I think, and then he, um, they won't say the age, but he got arrested for having sex with a with an underage girl, sexually assaulting an underage girl. He went to jail for... A long time. I think he got out. I don't know. It could be a lot worse than it is, but uh, I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't have tolerance for that. I think he's a, a piece of shit. He admitted to it, and uh, yeah, he should never fight MMA again, and and he should be uh, butt raped in prison. Number four, Jamie Jackson. Jamie Jackson was um, he beat Nick Diaz. Wow, back to back guys who beat Diaz brothers. He beat Nick Diaz. He was the only one I think who who TKO Nick Diaz. I think he's the only one that stopped him with strikes. Maybe they'll ever stop him. Yeah, I think, well, he's been stopped with a cut. But this guy was a guy who was on the Ultimate Fighter, and he jumped over the wall to go meet up with a chick. He got kicked out. I don't know if this was the same chick, but he apparently raped 
a girl at gunpoint, you know, maybe multiple times. I don't know. I don't want to get into the specifics because it makes me sick thinking about it. But uh, he's just a real piece of shit. He went to trial and uh, he had he hired a lawyer and he said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then he finally broke down and admitted to doing it in court. His defense attorney had no idea. And he got 25 years to life, which he should. Fuck Jeremy Jackson. Number three, we have Alex Emelianko, Fedor's brother. Again, I don't really know what he's done. Uh, there's been rape. I'm sure there's murder. I'm sure there's something. He's Russian. Uh, I think underage girls might have been involved. I actually don't know. He's been in and out of prison for a long time. I didn't properly research this. I just know it's some bad shit. And if you look at his tattoos, he has, he's covered in prison tats. And that should be a dead giveaway right there that this guy uh, this guy did something. But I, I do believe, if, if memory serves me, that he, he, did, he did some really fucked up stuff. And, uh, I mean, the guy just looks like a killer. He looks insane. I think, uh, think maybe he needs, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's still fighting. I don't know what he's doing. I don't want to know. The guy gives me fucking nightmares. Fuck that guy. Number two, Jason Mayhem Miller. Now, Mayhem might, might not mean to be this high. He could have probably been a little lower on the list, if I'm being honest with you. But I added him at number two because he's probably the, the biggest high-profile guy on here. Um, he had the most success, at least. A lot of people follow him. I mean, I think it's a mental issue thing. Maybe I should take him off because he probably does have some mental issues. He just seems like the worst kind of human. Drugs, hitting his sister, hitting his girlfriend, um, putting his hands on women. I mean, Greg Hardy would be on this list, too. I don't consider him an MMA guy. But, um, you know, that's just, I mean, rape and, and anything involving with, with women and hitting them is just pure nonsense. I think Miller maybe should be a little higher. Jimmy Jackson and Hermes Funko sound like they're way worse. I think you all know my number one, though. It's going to be War Machine, John Copenhaver. What he did to Christy Mack and her face, and, and, I mean, I can't even talk about it. It's so disgusting. I don't want to give this guy any shine. I hope he goes to prison for the rest of his life. I hope he dies in prison. I hope he, when he dies, he is getting tortured or whatever. I'm not. I'm listen. I'm I'm not a, a liberal guy. I'm not a guy that, you know. Oh, you know, you know. He's he served his debt to no. This what he did to that woman is the most heinous thing I've ever ever heard of, at least in MMA. And uh, he deserves to be. I mean, the guy. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too graphic because I don't want people to think less of me, but. That guy's a complete coward and a piece of shit, and he deserves everything and anything that's coming to him. Now you're probably wondering why I didn't add John Jones. Listen, John Jones. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, he hit a he hit a pregnant woman in his car. He hit it, but yeah, but he didn't like know she was pregnant, right? I don't even know if he saw her. He freaked out because he had some coke in his car. He had to run away. I don't think he knew she was pregnant. So that's kind of like you know, it's like. If you hit someone and they're like, oh, my sister had lupus. She just ran me over. I was like, I didn't know she had lupus, man. She's, you know, you don't have a car that says I'm pregnant or I have lupus or whatever it is. So I, I do think John Jones isn't probably the greatest person in the world, but um, I could have added him to this list. He's right outside the top five. Um, I know a lot of people might add him. I mean, he's been arrested for drugs and everything like that. I'm sure he's he's not too great to his, great to his lady. Nothing's came out about him putting his hands on her. I'm sure he's cheated on her and and what have you. But um, he didn't make. He was outside of the the top five. Um, he's not quite as shitty as some of these other guys. And also Lee Murray, probably one of the most f- more famous guys. I'm sure Lee Murray has done some fucked up things, 
But, uh, you know, he just robbed a bank. You know, he's in jail for robbing a bank. He fought in the UFC that one time. Knocked out T.D. Ortiz in a bar fight, apparently. I mean, the guy's like kind of a rock star I mean, I mean, robbing the bank isn't, you know, if someone got hurt, obviously that's not too big of a rock star type move. But he's on the list. I don't think he's that big of a piece of shit. I just think, you know, he he, he hung out with the wrong crowd and uh, he's uh, was money hungry or was involved in like a gang and stuff like that. All these guys who put their hands on women, that's not a gang-initiated thing. That's just you're being a coward and a piece of shit. So if you want Lee Murray on the list, he ain't going to be on it. John Jones right, sitting right outside the top five. Maybe one more screw up, I'll, I'll switch someone out. But I think those uh, those those guys in the top five are pretty good. I wish I would have put Mayhem a little higher. Maybe Mayhem should have been at five. Let's redo it. Mayhem at five. Hermes Franck at four. Jamie Jackson at three. Alexander Milenko at two, and then War Machine at one. Elamanko, uh, Alex, I gotta look into that guy. I I really don't know what he's done, and there's been a lot of rumors. But I mean, the guy's Russian. I don't know if we have access to Russian uh, prison records or whatever. But I know it's some shady shit. Um, if he's listening to this, I'm sure he's going to kill me. But um, I'm not too worried about it. So that's the show. Sorry if uh, I'm a little sick. If that's bothering you, if my nasally drip is bothering you, I know I, I at least sniffed in the microphone once or twice. I, I deeply apologize. But uh, we're just gonna have one show this week. Again, Bellator's next this weekend. Not not the biggest biggest deal in the world. I will be watching as always, and we'll put one out. Uh, I I want I like getting them done early in the week. I like recording on Monday and putting on on Tuesday, and uh, hopefully that'll be the plan for here on out. And then if I do an extra one, you know, I'll put that out Friday or Saturday. But uh, that's the show. Alrighty. Ah, nuts. The podcast is over, but that's all right because you can hit the subscribe button and get a notification every time I post a new podcast. And while you're over there, you can rate and review us as well. If you need more content, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MMA Takes. And don't forget to go to MMATakes.com for all your MMA needs.